0: Welcome to episode 21 of the Lovecraft Tapes. Hey, we're drinking age! Oh. But we are also an actual play Call of Cthulhu 7th edition RPG podcast using Roll20.net. I am your keeper of arcane lore, Jeremy Boomstick Johnson. Your investigators of the unknown are Brian Johnson as Samantha. I don't like it.
1: There's too much hay.
0: George Gallagher is Charles. It's actually, it's straw. And Matt elish as Dan.
1: You know, I could have sworn I did not misplace the bridge off the island, but it looks like I have. Everyone, stop what you're doing. Let's retrace our steps and look around. It's probably around here somewhere. That's
0: a long... Oh, it's on your head. Oh. It was on your head the whole time. It was in your
2: heart the whole time. Precious. All you had to do was believe.
0: Everybody clap!
3: No, we already did that. All right, how's everybody doing tonight? What are we eating and drinking? I am drinking Stone Mocha IPA. It is very sweet, but very good. A straight vodka.
1: You're just saying that because we have no way of verifying that That's because right. we can't see you. George like, I'm drinking motor
0: oil. Uh, I just finished a nice uh, 2013 uh, glass of red wine, Italian red wine. And now I've switched to water for whatever reason. And I had had some nice tortellini, cheese tortellini for dinner. Ooh, yummy. It was awesome. are you fancy? It was very good. It had uh, vodka pasta on it, which I love. Well, before we continue, we do need to take a quick commercial break. And now, a word from our sponsor.
4: H.W. Industries is proud to announce the grand opening of our new research facility in beautiful Deerfield, New Hampshire. In collaboration with Pharmax, the world's leading manufacturer of pharmaceuticals, H.W. Industries will continue to pioneer in the field of medicine. Already, we've shipped over a billion pallets of our patented Elixir of Life to eager customers across the nation. You'll recognize it by the pulsing green glow. Just one sip and you'll find an extra pep in your step. Remember, do not expose elixir to light or mix with any other liquids. Do not inject elixir directly into any major arteries. Should you experience upset stomach or bleeding eyeballs, seek medical attention immediately. And for God's sake, never ever give elixir to a family pet. H.W. Industries may not be held accountable for death as a result of abusing Elixir or for the inevitable resurrection.
1: And we're back. Oh boy, these advertisers. I think Italian, it's brilliant.
3: Man. I love it all.
1: You're just saying that
3: because they're paying us to, aren't no. you? No, no,
0: yes. What will they come up with next? Before we continue, I do want to just take a quick look at some rules. And
2: I thought it'd be nice to clarify the pushing the roll. Which went so well for me. (laughs) It just went so darn well. And I did not get ridiculed about it relentlessly.
0: (laughs) Direct from the Keeper's rulebook, it says, Pushing a skill roll provides the player with a second and final attempt to achieve a goal. A pushed roll is only allowed if it can be justified, and it is up to the player to do this. Oh, man. Whenever a player asks, Can I push the roll? The keeper should always ask, what action are you taking to push the situation? It is not for the keeper to simply say yes or no. It is for the player to describe the extra effort or time taken to justify the pushed roll. If the player is stuck, other players or the keeper may offer suggestions. Uh, so that that's the basic overview. And, and the sort of the difference here is it's important to note that a pushed roll is not simply a re-roll. It takes a little time and effort to sort of figure out what it is that you need to do in order to do that so keep that in mind the next time you fail a roll and decide in your head to push it and just click that button
2: but it worked so well for me <laughs> I know,
1: I know. you're not going to have to pass a small talk check to push your rolls george then
2: i will <laughs> never ever push my you know what this is it i quit or charm charm works fine
0: too <laughs> i quit no, so I'll, I'll need you to justify it and then i'll allow you to to
3: make your pushed roll so just keep that in mind sounds like a lot of bullshit
2: to me <laughs>
3: i know So you gotta kind of approach it from a different angle, and that's then push your role
2: of your angle. Yeah,
0: you you have to come up with like just a reason, you know, that you think you can do it. It's more about the storytelling than anything else. So, let's go ahead and have each of the characters tell us a little bit about where they're at, and we're gonna go ahead and start with Dan tonight.
1: Wow, what a difference a day makes. Yesterday, that'd uh, be a Friday. We sipped good wine on Betsy Carter's front porch and watched the sunset. Samantha and I even got the opportunity to explore up towards that creepy Pharmax building, but it was a little too ominous, staring at us with those darkened windows. Uh, I I don't know. Maybe these creepy crows we've been seeing are getting under my skin. Uh, Samantha knows just how to calm my nerves, though. A little sack time heals the soul. Hey, Hey, and now what do we wake up to? Murder. Oh, and the storm of the century, evidently. Uh, Charles ordered me to drive to find help, but
3: I find the bridge, or what is distinctly left of it, not quite all there. Dan showed up late to Betsy's, as usual. I try not to be mad at him. I know he has a tough job. He needs his vacation almost as much as Dad does. I'm not sure if it was the wine talking, but he seemed romantic over dinner. Might be time for me to turn on the charm myself. When Dad wakes us up the next morning banging at the door, my head feels like stuffed cotton. Evidently, somebody's been killed downstairs. We track muddy footprints out the victim's window to where a scarecrow once hung some distance from the hotel. A few yards before the base of the empty wooden cross, a cow lies in the grass, dead with its throat slit.
2: Slept like crap. Crazy dreams, wandering in an old factory, footfalls ringing out like ghostly echoes. When I look at my hands in the nightmare, they're made of straw. A straw man. That's when Carol Burt wakes me up. I don't want to answer the door. Only wish to retreat back to sleep. Bad dreams or not. Eventually, I realize I have to get up. My calves hurt. Booze cramps, probably. Carol claims to need my help. Maybe she just needs a doctor to look at the corpse in room 108. Ligature marks on his throat and straw embedded in his neck. Clearly strangled, but I should take a closer look later. Muddy footprints leading to and from the smashed window. Damn, feels like... I'm Chuck the investigator all over again and it feels good Carol heads off to gather info from the staff She seems efficient I tell Dan to drive to town and fetch help Samantha and I venture out into the storm That empty spot where the scarecrow is bang gives me the shivers I don't have a good feeling about the dead cow or its severed heart lying several feet away Happy camp
1: (laughs) Dear mom and dad I'm having a good time at summer camp
2: (laughs)
0: Hello Mada. Hello father Here I am at camp blood (laughs)
1: It's a terrible thing to name a children's camp. (laughs) Hey, kids, welcome to Camp Blood. We're going to have so much fun.
0: Mostly finger painting. And now we continue the investigation, episode 21. The scene opens with Sam and Chuck standing in the rain. The rain seems to be coming down harder than ever. Thunder rumbles ominously overhead. Then the dark day is illuminated by a sudden stroke of blue-white lightning, which reaches down out of the bruised sky to touch an old oak a few hundred yards away. The tree splits down the middle, charred to the core and smoldering. Your ears ring and ozone assaults your nostrils, stings your eyes. As if summoned magically just a few feet away, a figure cloaked in an obsidian-colored slicker points toward the ground. Um... I know I'm a city gal, says Carol Burt, but isn't that the cow's heart? What are you doing out here? Well, you guys were taking so long. Uh, I, uh, I saw you'd found something out here. What's, what, what is that?
3: We definitely found something. We have no idea what's going on.
2: What about you, Doc? I don't know. I don't know what the hell's going on. This is just messed up. Have you uh,
0: looked for clues near the cross and, the, and uh, at the cow?
2: There's not a whole lot to see. It's pretty much an empty field.
0: No, I mean, you know, did you inspect the cow closely?
2: As close as I wanted to get to a bisected cow.
0: She walks over towards it. And uh, before she does, she reaches into a a pocket in her slicker and pulls out a plastic bag like a gallon Ziploc, puts her hand in it, and reaches down and grabs the cow's heart and then folds the baggie and zips it shut and then sticks that in her slicker. She pulls out a uh, pen light and walks towards the cow. She beckons for you to follow. I'm
3: going to follow right behind her. Gross.
0: (laughs) But I guess I'll go too. You both trod through the muddy field, rain pouring down. You can only see maybe 20 feet in front of you. It's coming down harder and harder. And she kneels next to the cow first, pointing her flashlight along its slit throat and the seam that seems to extend from its throat along its belly.
3: What do you make of this?
0: I think I'm vegan now. She looks up at Samantha and then looks over to uh, Chuck. This is not just pranks. This isn't someone just playing around.
2: Believe it or not, I never thought it was.
0: Chuck, would you mind grasping over towards the udder? Careful, Dad, it's slippery. And Sam, if you would mind grabbing them, the middle part, and I'll get up towards the throat. I, I don't have any gloves. She reaches in her pocket and pulls out some rubber gloves.
3: I put them on.
2: Fun fact, we're not being paid for this.
3: All right, you ready?
0: Yeah. So she grabs a hold of the wet fur of the cow up towards its throat, starts to peel it back.
3: What are you looking for?
0: Lift up, and you'll find out. L- lift it up? Lift up your flap. Your skirt. Lift up the middle.
3: Ugh. Oh. I lift it up.
0: The three of you lift it up, and you can see that all of the organs have been removed.
2: Uh, fuck this.
3: What the hell is going on?
0: She shines her flashlight inside, and you can see it's just a hollowed-out cavern. You can see the ribs. But all of the organs are removed, and then she sort of looks around perimeter, and she's like, well, we got the heart. Did you guys see anything else? No. Have you seen this
2: before? Yeah, she's surprisingly like comfortable yeah. with all of this.
0: I, I've seen bath salts, but, you know, I am a Miami detective, so...
2: Well, I've seen bath salts. This
0: is a little strange. Do you guys got something to do with the with the uh, the murder?
2: Uh, Yeah, it looks kind
0: of
3: like a I ritual to me. I think a
2: separately messed up, dissected cow, completely unrelated to the other upsetting <laughs> murder. Why don't
0: each of you give me an intelligence roll? Because
2: I'm afraid of what will happen.
0: And remember, tell me what you rolled and if it was a success.
2: Yep, that's
1: a
3: cow. I needed a 70 and I got a 33. Success. I needed an 80, gun an 18. So you both passed your intelligence rolls, and she's like,
0: "What do you guys make of this cut? I mean, it doesn't look like a butcher knife or an well, axe I'm a doctor, so I weird. can tell you
2: that's a bilateral aortic bicuspid intersection. Watch out for the tooth that cut that,
0: Chuck. You do realize that this was made with a, a relatively small knife, like like a switchblade.
2: This was made by a relatively small knife, like a switchblade.
0: And that makes sense to you too, Samantha. You're not sure why it does, but it does make sense.
2: Oh, that's incredibly vague. Yeah, I
3: think you're right, Dad. That's, of course I'm right. Now. That's I'm very doctor. strange. There there had to have been a lot of blood, whoever did this.
2: I think most of the blood would have been from the cow, not from whoever did this. That's
3: that's what I mean. It's from the cow being cut open. I, I have a feeling we should uh, maybe check. Check some of the rooms of the guests, maybe all of the guests, and see if we can find any bloody clothes. Sure. I couldn't agree more. I hope Danny gets back soon.
0: Carol Burt drops her flap of the cow. Gross. And then points her powerful pen light at the cross that's just a, a few feet away.
3: 90 lumen on sale for nineteen ninety-five at Home Depot. Sponsor us, hashtag we need it.
0: You say big money.
3: No, that's Menards, you dumbass. We lost it.
1: No. <laughs> oh.
0: oh. Halos. Halo? No, it's a completely
3: different franchise. Oh. Damn it.
0: She's pointing her light at the cross. She's like, uh, did you
3: guys take a close look at that? No, like we said, we we just got here and we were a little shocked. So why don't you lead the way? She gets up and, and sort of goes around the cow. I'm following her. I'm side by side with her. I want to see all the, how this works. She starts singing side by side. Side by... I don't know that
1: one. Are you singing in the rain, perhaps? Singing in the rain, side by side. Good
0: morning, good
1: morning.
0: Aw. Too soon. She she moves towards the uh, cross. She turns to Samantha. She's like, wasn't there a scarecrow here yesterday?
3: That's exactly what we thought. That's why we came out here. Well, it looks like the ropes are gone. I wonder if they're with the organs. Or the pianos. Doc,
0: I know you haven't really had time to look at the body too closely, but just your quick judgment. Do you think that was the ligature marks were done with the rope? Maybe that rope? It was Colonel Mustard in the cornfield with the rope. Colonel Scarecrow. So why don't you each give me a
3: spot hidden roll? I needed a 76. I got a 56.
0: Samantha, you do see a bit of straw at the base of the cross.
3: I'm going to go ahead and pick up the straw. Do you have another baggie? Yeah. She reaches in and pulls out a smaller baggie. I'm going to put the straw in the baggie and zip it up. Ziplocs make the best baggie. She says, hold on to that. We'll
0: take a look at it back at the hotel.
3: I'd like to compare it to the, the straw at the on the body.
0: Good thinking. Wow, you're you're a natural-born investigator.
3: Yeah, it feels very strange. I feel like I'm a little exhilarated here that Keep it in your figuring hands. this mystery out. You single? No, <laughs> just kidding.
0: Well, I I know your uh you know your father is a, a great mind, so maybe that part's rubbed off on you.
3: Rose he's my dad. He's a great mind.
2: hasn't stopped us maybe, before. Maybe
0: that part's rubbed off in you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, it,
0: this is the worst thing that's ever happened. <laughs> is there anything else we need to take a look out here? We're getting really wet. Should we head back in? <laughs> oh, oh, I'm not. You're dry as a bone.
3: That's right. Yeah, let's get out of this weather. We're going to
2: be sick as a dog, and dogs are sick. or as a cow, right? Get it, guys? that's a cow. Sorry, I'll see myself out. So
0: the three of you trod back towards the hotel in the deepening gloom. Dan, let's pick up with you, baby. A bright flash of lightning erupts from behind you to the north, followed by a sizzling peal of thunder that seems to rumble the very ground upon which you stand earthquake hit the ground nearby where the bridge used to stand now only skeletal posts and twisted girders the swollen river moves dangerous and swift as you watch an empty fishing rowboat drifts from the north and is dashed along the rocky shoreline on the other side the splintered remains soon disappear downstream from far away you hear the lonesome call of a crow
1: oh i'm lonely
0: I'm heckle.
3: I'm Jekyll. Oh, God.
1: All my years of playing Frogger have come down to this.
2: (laughs) And he sinks into the fast-moving river and is washed away. Game over. See, the problem is the game came unplugged when you walked it across the street.
1: I'm going to uh, hop back into the car, carefully turn it back around, and start heading back towards the contented cow, seeing as there's obviously no bridge, which means no going for help.
0: So you're driving along
1: singing a song
0: and as the gloom deepens rain pounds almost with increasing intensity a dark shape darts across the road i'm going to need you to make a drive roll
1: well it was nice knowing everyone luckily i have a backup character Mm. i needed a 20 and i rolled a 37
0: that is a failure Your wheel jerks to one side, away from the dark figure that darted across the road, and slides off the side of the road into some muck. And you hear a loud
1: clunk! God damn it.
0: And your car comes to a stop.
1: Uh, I'm going to throw it into reverse and see if I can't push my way out. You should just hide in the trunk. Oh, (laughs) Yeah, this trunk seems oddly familiar and cozy, and I'm not sure why. (laughs) Deja Vu all
0: over again. So you you toss it into reverse, you hear an even worse clunk and grinding, and your engine lurches, and then quits.
1: Oh, that is so my luck right now.
0: And you can hear the rain just pounding on the roof.
1: Yeah, I'm getting a feeling that this stuff isn't going away anytime soon, so I am going to take a moment to steel myself against the weather and then hop out and start... Hiking my way down the road towards the cow.
0: So you start trotting back towards the hotel. So we're going to cut back to Sam and Chuck and Carol. You're so cool. You enter the lobby and you're just sopping wet. The first thing you notice is that the the front desk is surrounded by concerned guests firing questions about dead phone lines and disconnected internet at a harried Mr. Perfoy and tired-looking Patricia Good. The hotel employees are trying their best to remain professional, but with each crackle of thunder and lightning outside, they visibly flinch. Nearby, in the entryway to the restaurant, the chef and his wife look on
3: calmly. Almost too calmly. Huh, I can't believe they killed the phone lines as well as the cow.
0: It's double murder. <laughs> so Carol throws back the, her hood, and she's like, Uh, uh so Doc, uh... You want to take a look at the body? Uh I don't want to. I suppose I sure, Dad. Let's do it. Or I think I cl- we're getting somewhere. And, and she's like, uh, "Well, Samantha, why don't you uh, see if you can give Mister Purfoy a, a hand with this crowd?" Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa! Oh,
0: yeah, I'll help. <laughs> I'll, I'll take your father downstairs, and we'll take a look at the body. We're we're in we're in room one hundred eight. Uh, that's the only empty room down in the basement. We we got the air conditioning runner running full full blast. And uh, we, we've got it uh, uh, Mr. Coso laid out down there.
3: Mr. Perfoy, what can I do to help? So Ch- Chuck
0: and Carol head down towards uh, the basement, and Sam approaches Mr. Perfoy. Mr. Perfoy, goes, oh, yes, yes, ma'am, uh, just a minute. And he's feeling some questions. You can see, Sam, that among the folks who are there, you can see there's quite a few people choking up the front desk here. So among them is Greg Tatum. Oh, Greg. I know Greg. Derek Pearlmutter, Dennis Spry, you already have met. He's the, uh, the poker player. Sandra Walt. She's actually the most vocal among these people who are there. She seems to be berating Patricia Good about something to do with her husband. You're not quite sure yet. The Swallows. Angel and Paula. Then Kerwin. And lastly is uh, the young lady who you saw as you checked in yesterday with her husband, Tamara Wildflower. That's a lot of people. Yeah, there's a bunch of people that are they're obviously very distraught and more than a little curious about what the fuck is going on. The old lady, Sandra, is basically trying to argue that she needs some sort of emergency contact to the outside if they have any kind of CB radio or ham radio or whatever they can do because her husband's not feeling well and he needs his medication, which he's almost out of.
3: Mr. Perfoy, Mr. Perfoy, I can help. Give me something to do. Let me help you.
0: Okay, I'm going to need you to make a listen roll.
3: I needed a 50, I got a 41.
0: You do get his attention, and and now you can hear basically everybody's... Complaints. You do hear that Sandra does need some specific medication for her husband. Uh, he's he's feels like he's maybe having an episode. Uh, he's holed up in his room. Uh, the fisherman obviously is just really pissed off. He's not going to be able to go out. He is offering to you know gather one of the fishing boats and go for the other side. And he's sort of got Angel and Paula's attention on that. And they're thinking about. Making a run for it, essentially, and and trying to get across using Glenn's fishing boat. Gambler guy is just really irate because he's going to miss his tournament. Greg Tatum is really just sort of listening to everybody and taking notes, it appears, in a little notebook. Derek Perlmutter, He looks very nervous, and he he keeps trying to interject and ask something, but he keeps getting cut off by the other folks. At that point, Tamara Windflower uh, sort of notices you listening and edging up towards uh, uh, Mister Perfoy, and she she says, uh, "Oh,
3: hi, hi, I, I'm Tamara,"
0: and she puts out her hand.
3: Hi, Tamara. I shake her hand. Are you okay? A- and you are. Uh, I'm Samantha. Nice I'm just a, Samantha. I'm a guest here. I'm but... fine.
0: I'm fine. It's. You know, we were just wondering what was going on and we heard that mm-hmm. you know, that the our phones weren't working and right and my cell phone's completely dead, the towers must be down. Yes. And no there's no internet and we're just wondering what that when's that gonna all be restored. Have you you heard anything weird? Well, it's a horrible
3: storm. Yeah. We went out we went out to investigate. It's the it is unbelievably bad. Yeah. That's what's causing all of this issue. That's why we have no oh my. phones. We have no... The cell towers, I'm sure, are out because of the storm. Right. But just like every storm, it will pass. We just need to be calm and make sure that we're helping people who do need the help that maybe need medication or something You're like that. You're very thoughtful. Uh, so we can get through this together. Well,
0: so I heard there was like some somebody was dead? Somebody was found dead?
3: Yeah, there, there's, there was an incident. And my father and the detective are... are are researching it right now and trying to figure it out. My fiance went for help to get the police. So hopefully oh, he'll be oh, back any yeah. minute. Think, I think I saw you guys check in yesterday. Oh, well, there's a turn of conversation. <laughs> no, yeah. no, I just I noticed yeah. you you noticed us and
0: yeah. Oh and, I noticed uh, you.
3: Yep. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh well your your
3: fiance is a nice looking guy. Well, thank you. So is yours. All uh, right, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to assume. Are well, you
0: no, it's my it's my husband. It's oh, it's your husband, husband. okay yeah jason jason he's he's up in the rooms okay yeah he asked me is he okay yeah he's fine okay he's just he's
3: still trying to get a a signal on his cell phone right i think it's gonna be pretty hard to do yeah but if you don't mind helping me out try to calm down the crowd and see who actually does need assistance i'd like to to help some people
0: well yeah of course of course um yeah let let me uh she 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 Uh, walks over to the old lady, Sandra, and just puts her arm on her shoulder and and turns her away from the crowd and sort of like, talking to her and trying to get more information about her husband's sickness and that sort of thing.
3: He needs medicine.
0: And at this point, uh, Mr. Perfoy says, Yes, ma'am. Yes, uh, Samantha, yes. How may I help you? Um, I just wanted to let you know I'm here to help you. Oh, okay. Uh, Yes, Uh, well, I I understand that... uh, uh, your father and uh, Carol are, are taking a look at things, and we're, we're trying to reach the outside outside world, but uh, we, we've got no signal of any kind. I can't think of anything that needs
3: to be done right now. Did I hear that your fiancé went for help? Correct. Yep. He took the car, and he, he left for help. So hopefully he'll be back soon with the, with the police. Okay. Do you have a generator by chance or anything like that? Just in case? Uh, yeah, we do have
0: a backup generator. Uh, it doesn't do much. Uh, it'll do some lights and that sort of thing. Maybe run a few of the refrigeration units. But uh, we've been through a few storms over the years like this. Uh, they can be pretty bad. But uh, to be honest, this is the worst that I've seen so far.
3: Okay. Since well, we, and, it and it's a storm. So, I mean, it will end eventually. We just need to make sure that everybody is taking care of the best we can.
0: Yes, yes. And, and at that point, he's interrupted again by... Uh, A couple of the guests who are asking, uh, Angel and Paula are uh, concerned about their teenagers who are without an Xbox. And at that very moment, Dan walks in the front
3: door, muddy and dripping wet. You sexy beast. You get over here. (laughs) Did I turn it up a notch?
1: Uh, I'm going to look around the room. And uh, once I see Sam standing over there, I'm going to kind of wave her over to me.
3: I rush over.
1: What? Why? What? What's happening? Look, um, I have some bad news, and I really don't want this to spread, but you know the bridge that we drove over to get here? Not personally. I mean,
3: we met once.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's not there anymore. What do you mean? There's nothing but posts left. Like, most of the bridge, 80 plus percent of it is gone with the the river. The river's gone too? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. It's gone with the window. Oh.
3: The window's gone too? Oh my God. Um, where, where's the car? I didn't hear you pull up in this horrible storm that I probably couldn't <laughs> have anyway. Uh,
1: yeah. About the car, um, I was on my way back when some, I don't know what, something bolted out in front of me.
2: Michael bolted. And
1: out of habit, I swerved to avoid it and I may or may not have gotten it stuck in a ditch. Okay. Are you Okay. I'm fine. I'm not so sure about the car, though. I give him a big hug. I don't care about the car. I just want to make sure you I only safe. care
2: about the car. I don't care about your well-being.
1: You know
3: anyone who owns a boat, by chance? Uh, yeah, actually, the fisherman was just talking about that.
1: Yeah, well, he doesn't own a boat anymore. Uh, what do you mean? Uh, as I was standing there in shock and awe at the missing bridge, I saw a boat float down river and then get smashed to pieces against a bunch of rocks.
3: Mission accomplished. Let's not break him the news yet. If, he, if they try to leave to go to the boat we'll let them know yeah uh where's charles at uh he is um with the uh, officer they're checking out the the body e- yeah i'm, I'm kind of staying out here to see if i can help with the crowd a little bit yeah it looks like people are getting a little bit restless i think i'm gonna suggest to uh mr Perfoy that we um maybe he he moves people in and, and gives them some of the food out of the refrigerators or something to tide them over just to Keep them calm. Maybe not a good idea to have booze.
1: Yeah, probably not in a time like this. The last thing we need are a bunch of angry drunk people running
2: around. I think that's the first thing we need. That can only improve the situation.
1: Okay, look, I'm a little bit soaked, so I'm going to head up to the room and change real quickly into something dry. I really don't want to get hypothermia or trench foot. Both of those sound like terrible options.
3: Did did you need any help?
1: oh i mean if you want to undress me using just your teeth we could...
3: uh not with all that mud mister
2: <laughs> my mother was a mudder can't i can't even just i cannot cope with what's happening right now good thing you're with a dead body then that's it i quit meanwhile all right you go
3: change i'm gonna see if i can keep helping with that with the crowd here come back down though please. okay
1: i will make my way back down here as soon as i can
0: all right we'll cut there we'll take dan is heading up towards the room to get Changed and Sam is going to continue to hang around the front crowd there in an attempt to assist Mr. Purfoy and poor Patricia. Good, eh, she's all right. We'll cut back to Chuck and Carol, which sounds like a sitcom.
3: Chuck and Carol Fridays on NBC, it's a shitcom. Oh, please don't put us on NBC, we'll get canceled. Oh, dude, they just sponsored. Oh,
1: damn it, George, you just lost us our sponsorship with NBC. Good, good, Could they yes. sponsor
3: podcasts.
0: Carol uh, leads you, Charles, along the corridor uh, to a set of stairs that lead down to the basement. And as she goes, she's keeping up a nice jibber-jabber. So, Doc, I, r- I really appreciate the help here. You know, it's ever since Miami, my nerves just haven't been the same. What, what happened in Miami? Uh, well, things kind of went wrong. I uh, cornered a suspect uh, with my partner, and uh, they got the drop on us, and my partner got killed. Wow. Yeah, I've been uh, in the hospital. I, I got uh, uh, sliced along the uh, calf with a hatchet. And uh, so I, I, w- I had to do some extensive surgery on my leg. And thankfully, once that was over, I thought I'd get right back on the force. But uh, my nerves just couldn't take it. And that's, that's why they sent me here to the Contented Cow to try to do a little recoup. I'm actually really here for a couple months. But now, of course, this bullshit happens.
2: That sounds a lot like this episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine.
0: Actually, it's uh, very similar to a movie I just saw last night called Black Coal Thin Ice.
2: Okay, well, Black Coal Thin Ice is very similar to an episode of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, where Terry Crews is too afraid to go back on the, the streets. So uh, the only option is to have Andy Samberg just uh, pull all kinds of shenanigans until you're back on the forest. I like
0: it. it sounds good. But in the meantime, I really appreciate your help, Doc. I mean, anything you can do to, you know, take the reins on this uh, would be. Anything hey, you can do, more,
2: I can do better. I mean,
0: uh, I—it's just I'm, you know, I'm not—I don't have any forensic background, really. Um, I'm just a, a beat cop who just managed a detective.
2: Oh boy, nobody loves.
0: You. Anyways, so we, we've got him down here. His name is uh, James Kosil. Uh, he's a uh, a sales guy. She opens up room ten with a key, and the air—you can hear it just running non-stop. It doesn't smell too bad right now, but you being a doctor and all, you know that probably given time, this air conditioner is probably not going to do the trick. you guess within 48 hours that this room is going to be stinking up pretty high.
2: We must cut the victim into pieces and put him in the freezer. That way we can keep the crime scene intact. They have him him laid
0: out on the bed. Uh, The bed has been stripped back, so the blanket's sort of crumpled at the bottom, and a sheet has been rolled up all the way up to his to cover him
2: all right in my expert opinion we're gonna have to move that sheet to evaluate
0: him carol indicates but she turns her back slightly as if she doesn't want to look at him while you do your thing
2: well i don't want to look at him either
1: we just have to roll for looking at dead
2: bodies
0: dead bodies don't bother you that much maybe it bothers george but not chuck all right well let's do this then so you slowly peel back the sheet
2: i would not do it slowly that's very erotic I would make this quite succinct and quick.
0: You yank it off like it's a band-aid. That's right.
1: And he goes missing. Ta-da! Oh. Uh,
0: the body of James Kosal is completely nude. Ooh. And he's uh-huh. laying face up, obviously.
2: Still has that resting death face problem. Um, I will examine more closely the, the neckle
0: area. Uh, You do see that he was clearly strangled with something this
2: man was clearly strangled with something and uh why
0: don't you go ahead and give me a spot hidden
2: roll the first one i needed a 54 got a 19 so that is a success hey,
0: yeah, it is. you see a wound you, you examine the ligature marks and clearly you can see there's a little bit of rope burn there so it does appear to be some sort there's of
2: clearly a little bit of rope burn here it does appear to be that's what you see on the neck that's what i see on the neck I better examine the stomach next.
0: All right. Uh, Stomach appears to be uh, slightly distended, maybe by some gas that's collecting.
2: How about the chest?
0: The chest area appears to be slightly collapsed in. It does look like he may have had some surgery at some point, judging from the scar tissue. uh, He might have had a bypass. This man
2: appears to have had surgery at some point, judging by the scar tissue, possibly a bypass. Am I impressing the cop with my knowledge?
0: Uh, she she's like steadfastly
2: ignoring you. <laughs> <laughs> I will now check out the le- 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 t- uh, t- leg, legs, legs.
0: That's the technical term for it. That's the medical term. Uh, so as you make your way over the groin and onto the legs, you notice that there's a little bit of dried blood
2: on part of the inner thigh. Not the inner thigh. There appears to be some blood. Blind drud on the inner thigh. What's it from, says Carol Burt. I would say most likely an artery. Right you are, Watson. (laughs) (laughs) I'm a doctor.
3: Not a gynecologist.
2: Is the inner thigh wounded, or is the blood on there from just coming into contact? As you roll the flesh back, you see that there
0: is some sort of wound on the inner thigh. You'll have to spread his legs a bit more if you want to get a good look.
2: Oh, you're going to have to centrally spread those legs, baby. I quit. Not just the investigate. Just just Lovecraft tapes. I quit. I'm done. I'm already gonna have nightmares in their flesh blood. All right, I guess I'll investigate the wound while vomiting. You roll the thighs apart.
0: Oh. (laughs) Breathe deep. You do see that uh, it appears some sort of symbol has been carved on the inner thigh.
1: Drink your (laughs) Ovaltine.
0: It's kind of bloody and dried. You might need uh, a little bit of water and a handkerchief,
1: maybe. Or a little bit of spit. Oh.
2: Hey, whatever your name is, I need some water and a handkerchief. Oh, uh, uh, sure thing, Doc. She goes to the bathroom and you hear some water running. She comes back with a wet washcloth. Oh my God, what is that? Let's clean this disgusting... Oh, I'm so, I'm so done. Oh my God. Okay, we're doing this. All right, so we cleaned it off and it is a symbol. And the symbol is... It's quite clearly a pentagram. Quite clearly a pentagram.
0: Yep, and you see Carol Burt sort of recoil
2: a little bit. I don't like, blame you, oh Carol Burt. oh my god, this, what is this, fucking Satanist now? I would not rather not, but if you want to, that's your choice. <laughs> <laughs> this is um, a job for the uh, Scooby-Doo and his group. I'm going to get them in here. I think they're better prepared to handle this than we are.
0: Zoinks! Ro- ro- raggy.
2: Uh, I don't know what to make of this. We really need actual legitimate law enforcement to be involved in this.
0: We, we have no idea when they might be here, so... And the, who knows what condition the body's going to be in by the time they do get here.
2: All right, well, let me know how the inspection goes. Jack ah, come on. Pull yourself together. All right, further investigating this disgusting thing that I'm so... Okay, um, so how is the wound made? Is it a cut or a burn or what? It is
0: absolutely a cut. It appears to have been possibly a switchblade or small knife.
2: This is possibly a switchblade or a small knife.
0: Carol's like, like with the cow? The same person did the same thing?
2: Or a, just a second person with a small knife, Carol.
0: Uh, yeah, good point. Two crazy knife people.
2: There are at least three people in the world with small knives, so. Any other wounds on him? I will check the last spot left, which is his arm
0: area. Ah, uh, the arms look pretty good. Why don't you give me a spot hidden? Needed a
2: 54 and got a 3. The arms look in pretty good shape. Uh, There's nothing unusual about them. That's it. My investigation's concluded. This man's dead. 80% sure. Doc, I don't mean to tell you your business or anything, but uh, should we flip him over? Fine. I guess we'll touch this disgusting dead body.
0: I mean, he was found face down. Okay, fine. Let's do it. All right. She helps you flip him over. I knew it. This man's dead. And you don't see anything uh, right off the bat. Uh, why don't you go ahead and give me either a forensics or medicine roll? Your choice.
2: He needed a seventy, got
0: a thirty-nine. All right, so that's a success. Uh, so you you can clearly see that there are there's a big bruise on his back. I can clearly see there's a big
3: bruise on his back. That could just be where the blood pooled from him laying on his back.
0: Said Sam very far away, somehow overhearing us. With your medicine roll, you you know quite clearly that this is not a natural occurrence. This is... Really? The pentagram didn't give it away? Knowing that uh, he was found face down, you know that he... Someone kneeled on his back and strangled him, using it for leverage.
2: Oh, my God. Okay. Someone kneeled on his back and used something I toned out for leverage. Police officer. Carol
0: says, oh, my God, this is terrible. Uh,
2: Uh, Duh, Carol. She does rush to the bathroom and vomit in the toilet. Can I do that? That's what I've always done. It's the only thing I've wanted to do for the past, like, ten minutes. You, it's a twofer. You can use the sink. Roll for vomit. Everybody loves a twofer. All right, I'm going to cover him back up and go kill myself. So
0: as she comes out wiping her mouth, she says, uh, Well, I think we're probably going to have to round some folks up and start asking questions. Maybe we should get them in a,
2: a central location, maybe like the restaurant or something. Okay, I just did so much... Hard work, woman. You are the police officer. You do all this. I'm gonna well, go I, watch. I golf. can
0: use your hand. There's so many people here. We just need to cover the ground and and keep an eye out for anything that looks suspicious. And if we get everybody in one spot, that'll probably help us out.
2: All right, let's go.
0: You're leading the way. I just did all the work. She leads the way, stumbling slightly in the uh, the hallway as if she's dizzy, and then uh, and then continues along a little more resolute. So let's cut back to Sam and Dan. Dan, you uh, head up to the room and easily, quickly get dressed into some dry clothes and head back down to, to meet Sam. Sam, while you while he was gone, you were there with Mr. Perfoy. You know, the people, if anything, are not calming down that much. They're kind of talking amongst themselves. And obviously, the fisherman, Glenn, is trying to convince a lot of folks to head to the riverside to get in his boat and go to the other side.
3: Oh, he's leaving?
0: They are basically... Okay,
3: they're discussing.
0: ...gearing up to do. Yeah, you can tell that the winds of change are blowing in that direction.
3: (laughs) That's not all.
0: So uh, you see Dan coming back, and at the same time you see Chuck and uh, Carol, both of whom look very pale and kind of sickly.
3: Danny, come here quick. Yeah, but what do you need, Sam? Glenn is going to go take his boat. He's going to go to try to get on his boat to cross the river. We need to let him know now about his boat. If you're sure that you think it was his. Do
1: we know how many, if there, anyone else is a fishing boat?
3: I I don't know. That's, you saw it. So I wanted you to be here to talk with him in case it's not his, then maybe we do have a chance of getting across the river. Uh,
1: I don't know the way that river was, was raging. I don't know if anything could make it across.
3: Well, then we might want to deter them so they don't get hurt. Let's, let's go, let's go talk with Glenn real quick. Okay. Excuse me, sir. Mr. Kerwin. Yeah. Can I help you? Glenn, my fiance just, he's the one that left to try to get help from the police yeah, yeah, how you doing there, young man? He uh he made it to the bridge, but the bridge is washed out. Oh. Nothing oh. but posts left at this point. Someone with a boat, that might not be that big of a deal, but he saw a boat wash by. Are there any other fishing boats docked around here, or just oh. yours?
0: Oh, well, Gosh, I, I I sure would know, but uh, what what it look like, young man?
3: Is it, it was a small, boat. It looked really
1: boat.
2: bad, really stupid, not a good boat.
1: It had a big hole in the bottom of it. Uh, <laughs> that's
2: really mine, lovely. yep, that's mine.
1: I mean, I couldn't get much of a look at it, the uh, kind of being blinded by the pounding rain, but it was definitely a small wooden fishing boat.
0: God, I hope that ain't mine. But yeah, I had it tied up uh, just a little bit over towards the uh, Farmex building, uh, just a little bit off the shore.
1: Well, that's where it looked like it came from. It oh, God. must have gotten ripped off its moorings with this wind and rain.
0: Well, I guess I better head out and check it then. Anybody want to go with me? As he announces that, other guests clustering over towards the front desk. Angel Swallow and Dennis Spry both are like, Yeah, we'll go with you. And they, they look like they're getting ready to their coats uh, to leave the hotel. And at this point, Carol Burt sort of elbows Chuck. Do you think it's a good idea if they leave when we're still looking for some sort of suspect?
2: Well, at the same time, we need to get help somehow. And if he has a boat... Yeah, maybe we can do that later,
0: but we should start asking some questions to these people. I thought we were going to round them up. Okay,
2: I'm I'm the enforcer. You're the cop. You are doing the investigating, and I'm doing the copping, or the doctoring.
0: Okay, she shrugs her shoulders and steps forward. Uh, Sirs, uh, we we need to see everybody who's in this room right now in the restaurant. We have some questions. Sir, I'm a detective with the Miami Police Department. We just have a few questions for you. We'd like to give you some information about the uh, murder and as soon as she says murder, everybody sort of whips around, and looks at her, and you notice Sam out of the corner of your eye, the chef and cook slink back into the restaurant.
2: Foreshadowing.
0: Carol uh, starts walking that way, beckoning towards the the group, and she's like, "This way, please." The chef is flipped on some lights in the restaurant so it's a little bit brighter and the people start filing in talking and chattering amongst themselves glenn and the dennis the gambler look pretty peeved because they were all set to go out but they all file into the restaurant
3: all right, I'm going to step up to Carol real quick and just in her ear, I'm going to say, you might want to have the kitchen staff out here as well.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, w- would you mind running back and grabbing them?
3: Yeah, I'll go grab them, sure.
0: Yeah, I mean, I figure, you know, we can at least take care of the- this group of people. I know there's other people here in the hotel. Among the staff that you gather up, obviously the uh, the chef, Pierre, at Pierre, and his wife, uh, Martina, who basically just does sign language, and Wilma is also there.
3: Wilma! Okay, I'm going to go in and just say, uh, guys, do you mind stepping out into the restaurant as well we just want everybody in the same spot so everybody hears whatever so there's no rumors it's all first person hearing
1: i much prefer a third person hearing myself
0: yeah they absolutely come out no problems they don't give you any hard time or anything that's suspicious why didn't they give us a hard time you've got you've got a good group of folks in there so now it's just a matter of what you want to ask and uh, K- Carol says, uh, I'm going to run over and uh, see if I can round up some more people. Uh, why don't you guys start asking some questions?
2: You're the fucking cop.
3: Bye. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye, Felicia. Oh, my God. You're the worst cop ever. <laughs> Each of
0: you can now ask questions of folks who are who are there.
2: I think
1: our best logical starting point here is just going to be asking everyone if they heard anything last night. I mean, a guy was killed. You think there'd be some sort of noise? I haven't had a chance to look at the crime scene yet. Is there anything I should know before we start poking around?
2: Dad, you know better than me. He had straw in his neck and on the um, broken windowsill. Straw like the crazy stories that Betsy
1: was telling us? Straw, no, like or... what you
2: would get with a soda at a fast food oh, place. Oh,
1: okay. Yeah. Was, it, was it crazy straw or bendy straw? Because it makes a difference. Daniel,
2: can you please take this seriously?
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. He
2: had some cutting on the inside of his leg that was not. What do you mean cutting?
1: maybe he was into, I don't know, self-harm?
2: It was just like carving. It was hard to tell. Of what? It was hard to tell. You can tell me. It's hard, I know, but you can tell me. It was difficult to, to tell what it was.
1: I mean, if there's a broken window, obviously that means there was shattering glass and someone might have heard something. I mean, it's not exactly the most quiet thing in the world when you try and bust down a window.
3: Yeah, that's true. Okay, so why don't we we start with, where was everybody at last night? Okay. But before, let's preface that and see if anybody in here needs any help with anything urgent, like medication or anything like that. All right. You guys work on some questions. Maybe we can trick somebody into giving themselves up if it, if it is indeed one of these people. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd, I'd like to ask before we get started on any questions regarding the incident, does anybody need anything medically before we get started?
0: Sandra holds up her hand. She's like, uh, yes, my my husband, he he needs some medication. He's not feeling so well. Heroin, cocaine, meth—we have it all. Uh, well, he, he takes he takes some lithium and some adrenaline. It, it keeps his heart in pace. Dan, go beat the shit out of him. Look, his adrenaline going. Okay, where's the where is
3: his medication located? He's only got two more doses. Okay, so he'll be out tomorrow afternoon. Okay, so he's got the rest of today and then tomorrow. Yes. Okay. Well, let's hope that the storm passes. And we can get definitely get a solution for later this afternoon. So hopefully that won't be an issue. If it comes to that, then we'll we'll definitely re- revisit this and make sure that we get him taken care of. Well, thank you, young lady. I, I appreciate that. You're welcome. Thank you so much for you're, letting you're us so know nice. your issue. You're so nice.
0: You're so nice. But I, I'm a little worried because he's. just Ma'am, not sit the you. hell down. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Next, number twenty-three. Number twenty-three. Yeah, I'll have a pastrami on rye. Does anybody else have any medical issues or anything that we need to know about before we get started? My thigh is sore. I'm bleeding everywhere.
1: <laughs> Sir, that's not pro- that's not that's not relevant to our current situation. Please sit back down. I'm gonna stand up next to Sam. Okay, look this is not very pleasant for any of us okay we none of us want to be here right now i'd like to point
2: out how much more unpleasant it was for me than all of you
1: so if we all work together we might be able to get out of here just a little bit sooner first thing i want to know did anybody in this room hear anything that sounded like breaking glass last night we had a shattered window
2: i did whoa somebody heard
3: something nobody speaks up nobody heard anything Everybody shrugs. Does anybody know the
0: the gentleman that was in room one oh eight? The real nervous guy goes, uh, "Yeah, he he was in the room next to mine. I think I I think he was a was he a sales guy? I did, I didn't know him,
2: but I mean, we bumped into each other in the hallway." That's okay. Sounds like a lot of information to know about someone if you didn't know them. A possible occupation is basically best friend status. Only on Facebook, George. <laughs>
0: I knew I shouldn't have said anything.
3: That's okay. That's okay. Did you Did you hear anything at all last night? Anything at all? Not breaking glass, but anything?
0: Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm taking some medication, so I didn't hear anything.
3: It seems like we all are these days.
0: Yeah...
1: Welcome to the United Druggies of America. Just okay. coincidentally, the name well, thank, of my heavy metal cover band. Thank you so much band. for
3: speaking up. We appreciate it. We're just trying to work together to try to figure out what happened to make sure that we're all safe.
0: Well, I, I think I think the the, the, the the detective she she heard something. That's she she was the first on the scene. That is true. Yeah, she she's on the other side of me was just two doors down from where James was.
3: Okay. Oh, you know him by the first name. Or, I mean, Mr. Koso. Now
1: you know him by his last name. Get him. <laughs> go get him. Uh-huh.
3: Hey, uh, Danny, why don't you run and grab uh, Carol? Yeah, I'll go see if I can find her.
2: Should we be concerned that she is the one who found the body and then got all of us together and then left? That's why I said, Danny, why don't you go get Carol? Because I'm a little bit concerned at this point. A little concerned.
3: I like to talk in high-pitched
2: noises. Uh, she say where she was going? She said she was going to go get in a car. Is this, Michael, get up? in hindsight it was a little suspicious
3: it's just a game why is
1: everyone upset it's just a game tangents we have them uh you know where she said she was
3: going didn't she say she was getting more all the employees she was going to see if she could round up any more people in the hotel so get on your tricycle danny and ride up and down the hallways <laughs> bring play with us danny forever and ever Just don't go near the elevator, Stanny.
1: Okay, I'm going to head out of the restaurant and start scouting the hotel area, I guess. I don't know where she is, so I guess we'll start on the first floor and work our way up from there.
0: You step outside the restaurant and you see Carol Burt walking towards you with a couple people in tow. She has their toes? She's definitely the killer.
1: Oh, hey Carol, I was just about to come looking for you. Um.
0: Yeah, this, this is all I could find. Uh, uh, everybody else is either out in other areas, but uh, I did manage to round up Brandy Pellet. Uh, she's room 202. Karen Vircher and she's in room
1: 210. You want to throw them into the restaurant <laughs> real quick? I want to ask you something. Yeah, yeah,
0: sure. She urges them in, into the restaurant and uh, stays back with you.
1: Uh, yeah, Yes, what is it, Dan? So the uh, nervous guy on the other side of room 108. Oh, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Uh, D- is it Derek?
2: Way to rat out the snitch, Matt. Now he's going to die. He's going to get shanked in the yeah, he's shower. Ra- he's right next
0: to me. Yeah, he's... You know, I'll tell you I know something a little bit about him. He's, uh... He's a recovering alcoholic. That's why he's here.
2: Mm. Discrediting the source. Interesting.
1: He said that he thought you might have heard something last night. I mean, we had something bust open a window, and it seems like nobody heard anything, which is a little bit strange.
0: Yeah, I don't think it's that strange, considering how loud the thunder and lightning was. I mean, that's just basic logic.
1: I thought you were in security. I stop people from getting killed. I I don't investigate it when they do. Oh, okay. All right.
2: Well, why don't you come on in here, and we'll talk to these people. He's a fraud monitor, not a fraud protector.
1: I only let people know when there's been a murder. There's been a murder. And
0: uh, as Carol and Dan walk in, the lady that she brought down, Brandy, nice young lady, suddenly speaks up at the top of her voice. I saw him. Who? Who's him? You. And she points at Charles. I saw you after the bar closed last night. Around one, near the elevator on the first floor. You had a weird
2: look on your face. I've seen it before. Stone drunk. That wasn't my murder face. My murder face is totally different.
0: Everybody else looks directly at Chuck.
2: Carol walks up next to him. Uh, Doc, what are they talking about? I don't know. I had a lot of drinks, but I I didn't do anything else.
1: Actually, yeah, you did, Chuck. You wandered into the spa and then passed out in one of the massage rooms.
2: Well, maybe tell me that. I'm trying to spare your feelings, Dad.
1: (laughs) Me and uh, Dolph, one of the, the masseuses... Had to drag you back up to your room.
2: Okay, well, then there you go. That's where I was. You snore loudly. Okay, not a great time for put downs, but alright. At this stage, several repetitive jabs of lightning
0: hit nearby, and you cringe in anticipation of the resultant thunder. It booms too close, deafening everyone in the room. The lights flicker and then give out.
2: So you're just going for all the cliches or just the big ones?
0: No, here comes another one. Someone cries out in the dark. Okay, now we're just being comedic here.
1: Out in the dark!
0: Then the emergency generator kicks in, weakly powering some of the overhead lamps to bathe the group in a sickly yellow radiance.
1: Is everyone okay? Nothing better.
0: You see uh, everybody is pretty rattled, and Glenn and Dennis are edging out of the other door of the restaurant towards the lobby, and you see the Basically, the cooks, the chef, have headed behind the bar. A couple of the folks are looking at Chuck with renewed suspicion. They're essentially trying to disperse.
1: You two, I'm going to point at the at Dennis and Glenn. Get your asses back in here. We are not done.
0: Hey, you ain't the boss of me. I'm I'm gonna go check out my boat. And they walk out. That's not about it. Sorry, it's about Flo and Martine. Both head into the kitchen. Pierre sort of stands behind the bar with his arms crossed.
1: Should I go and get those two back, or are we just going to let them we go? We can't
3: make people stay here. First off, it's not our job. That's not our hotel. But uh, it, it'd be, I think it'd be more suspicious if we did, if we tried to make them stay. Unless they're the killers who are
2: trying to escape. But guess what happens if the killers escape? No more killers. That's right. Huh. Ding, ding. I never thought of it like that. It's subtraction. One killer minus one killer equals zero killers. I love killers.
3: It's a great band. So I say we let them do what they want, and we keep investigating the best we can.
1: Yeah, it doesn't seem like these people are going to be much help anyway. He's
3: so worried about his damn boat he'll be back. They all come back unless he gets
1: killed and then he won't be back.
0: Carol looking very unsure of herself at this point, puts her raincoat back on and says, "Guys, I I'm I'm going to keep an eye on Glenn because if there is a boat, then I'm, I I want to make sure that they don't take off without uh, without us. So I'm going to I'm going to try to commandeer it.
1: Keep safe. It's it's nasty out there.
0: You you guys are going to have to fare on your own here for a little bit. I'll, I'll be back as soon as I can.
3: Would you say she be right back.
0: You know, maybe question some folks who didn't show up here. You also might want to do a little bit of check the registry and see if there's anybody who, who's listed who didn't show up or we haven't seen yet. Might be somebody who's lurking about. Oh, yeah. when, when do you might want, want to go check on Betsy. Oh, that's a great idea. Especially now that the lights are off.
1: Totally forgot about her. Charles, you want to go with Sam to check on Betsy or do you want to stay here and check the registry?
3: You want to go with me, Dad, or do you want to stay here? It's up to you. I'll go with you. Okay. Danny, you mind
2: heading this up? It's hard to murder when you're away from all the other people.
3: I'll go chat up Perfoy and see if I can't
1: get a, get a glimpse at the registry, see if I can't spot anyone who has not shown up. Just keep an eye on
3: the guests and see if anybody's trying to get away with anything.
0: So, Sam and uh, Chuck are headed towards Betsy's house to check in on her, make sure she's okay. Daniel is going to try to fast talk or charm. Mr.
1: Perfoy, into letting him
0: see the ledger?
1: Hey, Mr. Perfoy. um, Yes. I assume that you keep uh, a ledger on you, which has the names of everyone who's staying here?
0: Well, uh, yes, I do. It is a a matter of routine that we punch them into the computer, which is now, of course, out of line. That computer's out of line. But I also happen to keep a backup. I keep a written backup in my safe.
1: Wow, uh, that's great.
0: I fill it out each night, just in case.
1: Okay. We're trying to account for everyone here, make sure no one has trying to, you know, slip out of here unnoticed... So I was wondering if I could take a a quick look at your backup ledger to see if anyone who is not in that restaurant right now... Well, I'm not
0: sure I'd like to do that. Um, You're not police, are you? Uh,
1: No, I'm campus security, though, if that counts for anything.
0: That literally counts for jack shit. Yes, uh, well, you know, I am English, so it is a gentleman jack shit. I'm afraid not, sir. Uh, You know, at least not at this point. uh, I couldn't possibly let you have at that. I do apologize, sir.
1: If the killer gets out of here, I know who I'm pointing the cops at.
0: Well, I, I suppose I haven't thought of that. Is that an intimidate? Yes. Well, then why don't you go ahead and give me that roll? It's a
1: weird question. Was that an intimidate?
0: <laughs> I beg your pardon. Because I think
1: it worked. <laughs> <laughs> Needed a 16, and I rolled a 14.
0: Oh, oh. well, uh, now that you put it that way, I uh, uh, wouldn't want uh, there to be any secrets, would I? Uh, uh, one moment. And he pops back into the back office, and a minute goes by. At another minute?
1: Hmm. Can I see back into where he went from where I am in front of the desk?
0: Uh, there is a, basically a nice wooden door. It says manager
1: yep. on it. I'm going to walk around behind the desk and knock on the door. There's no answer? I, I want to try the knob to see if it's unlocked. It is unlocked. Matt, he's British. Do you know what a knob is in Britain? I'm going for the door handle.
3: <laughs> That's a better statement.
1: <laughs> uh, I'm going to slowly open it and walk in to see if he is still in there.
0: You walk in? And you see it's pitch black inside. And then a flashlight shines you directly in the face.
1: Whoa, bright light. And a
0: dark shape moves towards you quickly. And now we'll cut back to Chuck and Sam. So you guys are walking down the road towards Betsy's. It's really bad out. You approach Betsy Carter's house and you can see that something's not right even through the driving rain, you can see the mottled glass of the front door has been shattered. Oh, shit. Shards litter the porch like glistening crystals. Beyond, darkness beckons.
2: What's Beyond Darkness? Wasn't that a Star Trek movie? I think it's an eyeshadow color.
3: Beyond Darkness, new from Maybelline.
0: I think it's uh, Ivanka Trump's new
2: line, isn't it? So.
3: Oh, yeah, we should all buy that.
2: Let's go to Nordstrom's. Oh. Oh too
3: soon i i think i think we should get up there quick dad come on
2: uh okay i'm like 70 or
3: something quick doesn't really work go 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 (laughs) i'm gonna go up on the porch and uh kind of poke my head in through the door and, and yell out for betsy betsy are you here
0: you approach and your footfalls crackle onto crinkling glass it is completely dark inside and you get no response your
3: call dad do you have your flashlight of course i do
1: nobody has his flashlight <laughs> oh god
3: dad not the time not the time oh my god how do you know that sounds so accurately let me see the flashlight i'm gonna shine it in there betsy can you hear me
0: why don't you give me a spot hidden roll
3: i needed a 76 i got an 80 i trip fall on the glass door and slice my throat
0: <laughs> your uh flashlight flickers and then goes out
1: are you kidding me you can spend luck points remember we talked about this
3: oh shit i forgot about luck points it's too late now but i will remember it's not too late i will spend four luck points
0: okay your flashlight flickers back to life oh and you see inside there's furniture been tossed every which way but loose there's a huge orangutan oh god no left turn cloud
1: jeremy clarkson what's he doing here
0: muddy footprints oh shit leading into the interior
3: dad get up here
2: what? What do you want from me? The same footprints are here.
0: Just plain
3: scarecrow. We, ne- we need to go in. Do you have any weapons or anything? Zip. Just my
2: keen sense of humor and wit. Well, shit, we're screwed.
3: No monster can stand up to Charles'
1: keen sense of humor and wit. That's right. He shall die laughing.
2: After all, I'm in charge of our days and our nights. I don't think I have any weapons. I believe those were removed from me.
3: Let's head in and, uh, and see what we can find. We need to see if Betsy's okay, Dad. So I'm going to pull back and open the front door and go in, shining my flashlight all around the room and also on the footprints to see which direction they go.
0: The furniture looks completely like as if a tornado had ripped through the muddy footprints head towards the staircase leading up.
3: I think we need to go up, Dad. I guess this is a fine way to die. You want to stay down here? Should we split up? I'll be right back.
2: Uh, No, we should not split up, you dumbass. Okay,
3: let's go ahead and head upstairs then. See if you can find something as a weapon, a chair leg or anything, all the broken furniture. I'm going to look around and see if I can find something, a club-type item. Sure. Yeah, broken chair
0: leg, something along those lines. The kitchen is right there if you needed a butcher knife or something. Yeah,
3: I'm going to go in and get a butcher knife. Okay. Still looking for that club?
0: Sam, you go into the kitchen, and you see the butcher block right there, uh, but the butcher knife is actually missing.
3: Okay, I'm going to pull open a couple drawers and see if I see any knife. The whole butcher block is missing? Or just no, just the butcher, just knife? The butcher okay.
0: knife. There's plenty of other knives there. Okay,
3: Go for the paring knife. There's
0: a nice boning knife. There's
3: oh, you know. I'll take the next biggest knife, the carving knife. A cleaver. And
0: actually, not a carving knife, but a bread knife.
3: Yes. It's got the
0: nice serrations.
3: That way, when you
1: stab someone, it'll go in a little smoother. Enough
0: with the kitchen semantics. Chuck has a, uh, a nice chair leg that has a rusty nail sticking out of one end. That's the name of my band.
1: Unfortunately, it's the end that he's put his hand on. Ow,
0: so ow, 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 ow. You lose one point of damage per hour. So you are now weaponized. All right, let's head up.
1: Betsy, are you here? Can you
3: hear us?
0: You creep up the stairs and continuing to call out, but there's no answer. And the muddy footprints end at what appears to be a bedroom door that's uh, closed,
3: but just
0: slightly unlatched.
3: I'm going to slowly push it open with the flashlight so it scans the room as I push the door open.
0: The bedroom door creaks ominously as you open it. A strange painting hangs above the bed, seeming to depict Christ crucified on the cross. But then a flash of lightning through the window shows you otherwise. It is Betsy Carter. She has been nailed spread eagle on the wall. Nude, with a rough pentagram carved into her stomach. Blood, presumably hers, has been used to paint the shape of a cross on the wall behind her. In the dim light, you can see her head lolls forward. You cannot see her face. I'm going to need each of you to make a sanity roll.
1: Is anyone else turned on right now? Oh, now you're turned on, but you couldn't look at a dead body.
0: Not without his (laughs) fleshlight. Chuck, you managed to hold down your breakfast and last night's debauchery. Probably because you were so hard bitten and have seen another body this morning that uh, it doesn't affect you that much. Sam, you are not so lucky. You take one sanity damage. You cry out in terror and drop the flashlight backing away from the door. Uh, let's move on to
2: our recommendos of the week. Uh, let's go ahead and start with George. So this week I'm recommending a soda. It just says handcrafted, old-fashioned, special reserve black cherry soda. The brewery is Indian Wells Brewing Company. It's in California. And it's just this, it's a huge bottle, first of all. It's like it, almost the size of a wine bottle. The top is dipped in wax, sort of like maker's mark. So really interesting and really tasty.
0: Now it's uh, Indian Wells Brewing. Is that near Yorba Linda?
2: Um, no, actually, it's near um, the old-fashioned uh, fantasy that apparently I have in my head. Matt, what's your recommend Do
1: This week, I'm hopping back on the indie game train. I just last night discovered a game that had just came out on Steam by a, a very small Australian studio. It's called Orwell. What it is is you play a, uh, a technician in a, a uh, made-up city called The Nation, and what it is is you're selected out of a bunch of people to work In this new justice department, which runs off of a new crime prediction system called Orwell. And it's your job to track suspicious people and it's you going in and you know hunting through all their data you get uh, you know you can get into their emails their bank accounts you listen in on their phone conversations you dig through their social profiles all in order to try and figure out you know just who these people are are they dangerous are they harmless and uh, it's up to you to paint a picture for your boss because he can't see any of the raw data he can only see what you give him so the data that you give up to the system essentially shapes who this person is, and they can use that to act. So if you make a person look, you know, like a really mean terrible person, then that's who they're going to be perceived as, even if later on you realize that, oh, you know, they were just going through something and they're actually really nice. And one of the twists being that Uh, Once you upload a piece of data to the system, it cannot be taken away. So you you end up having to make a lot of really hard choices about, you know, is this relevant to the case I'm working on? Is this something that they really need to know? And it's really well done. The art style is a really unique art style, but it's really interesting. The, The sheer amount of depth they have and the connections between the people and all the data you get to dig through is really, really interesting. And Brian,
0: what's your recommendo?
3: Up until recently, uh, I have I've been using the camera built into my laptop. Not the best, so I decided to invest a lot of money into a really nice Logitech C270. By a lot of money, I mean like nineteen dollars. <laughs> this is a phenomenal camera. It's got 720p, really good quality. I I'm very pleased for the price. I could not believe the quality. The software is limited, but it still gives you some ability to pan and scan and zoom and stuff. So I'm um, highly recommended. It. It's the Logitech C270. Alright, my recommendation for this week is
0: the movie Split by M. Night Shyamalan. It is a return to form for that director, and if you enjoyed all of his earlier movies, The Sixth Sense, uh, uh, Unbreakable, Signs, the movie is not quite a horror film, but sort of a horror film. It sort of hides what it truly is, which is appropriate because James McAvoy plays a character with multiple personalities who kidnaps some young girls. You see that in the trailer, so I'm not giving anything away. One of the young ladies who he kidnaps is the lead lady from The Witch, which Brian and I saw uh, last last uh, year. And she is really good. She she was also in Morgan. I don't know if you guys saw that. No, not yet. It's it's an interesting little flick. Uh, not not totally successful, but she does a great job, and, and here she's she's really good as well. So it's got a lot of twists and turns. Maybe not quite what you're expecting uh, from M. Night, but it is quite a thrill, and I will say that being an early fan who does hate the happening and does not like the village and never saw Beyond Earth or whatever the hell it was called, and is his non-genre stuff. I really enjoyed this, and in the, the very end of it I, I was so goddamn thrilled and uh, excited. I, I practically was like... I did I did a fist pump in the theater, and I tried to hold back tears. It's really good. I mean, I really super enjoyed it. Highly recommended Split. That's gonna do it for this episode of The Lovecraft Tapes. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or anywhere you download your regular podcasts. And your irregular ones. If you take a modium, I don't know. If you like what you hear, please leave us a 5 star review on iTunes. Meanwhile you can find us at thelovecrafttapes.com with links to all our social media including Facebook, Reddit, YouTube, and our wiki. You can find me on Twitter at lovecrafttapes.
1: And to join in my new website about reviewing flashlights depending on how bright they are when you're shining your face in a very dark room, follow me on Twitter at the
3: Real Weird Kid. You can find me on Twitter at brianpodcasts. Why the fuck would anyone
2: follow you for that, Matt? I just followed him because of that! <laughs>
0: Until next time, roll for sanity. The Lovecraft Tapes is copyright 2017. For more information and sponsorship opportunities, please send email to podcast at thelovecrafttapes.com.